Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, wherever you may be in the world. I want to welcome you to another episode of No Lives Were Told. Again, we're going to name this episode, I mean, this this series later. I don't know what it's going to be called. I'm, I'm liking the name Friday Night Lights. Again, we have we have uh, my brother, Mr. Greg. What are you saying, brother? Guess who's back? Back <laughs> again. Let me stop before you get a copyright strike. I don't care. Go for it, bro. Come let them find me, this this thing, bro. They won't find it, bro. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, this is about to be popping, you know. Don't be humble like that. Yeah. You, better, you better get your uh, people then from Manny all over it. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I got okay. I got one or two, you know, borderline controversial man. Are you sure you want that? Big man, bring them. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. But yeah, my boy Greg's back again. As I said, I don't know, what, Greg. What do you think this 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 season, this series should be called? Boy, I mean, th- th- there's a lot of different options you can go with, you know. You know, it could be just chat with them and them, but that's that's a little bit close to my brand, you know, them and there with Greg and Case. That's my podcast. Go and check it out. Archived episodes, nothing new at the minute, but trust me. <laughs> this guy went to go plug his own thing. Are you done with my almighty? This guy, how did you slip that in? Hey, I'm editing that out. It's fine. Keep going. Marketing 101, man. Come on, you got to learn this thing here. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Nah, listen, you know, I like Friday Night Lights still. Friday Night Lights has a nice little ring to it. <clears throat> yeah, so man. Might roll with that. Anyway, we're episode two, and uh, we were just talking just off air. We had a load of bunch of things. A lot of things happened in the last week. Well, Greg and I were just talking just before we jumped on this. About the um, was an Arsenal thing, right? Yeah. Before you go on, like I see, like I'm glad you mentioned about you know a lot of stuff has happened in the week because I was talking about mm. this with my brother the other day, yeah. Yeah. And we're all going. Everyone says it now, like yo, time flies nowadays. Awesome. And I was thinking about it, like why is that? And I, you know, I, I just go off into these wormholes sometimes, just in my own mind, and I'm thinking, raw, a week is nothing in the scale of our life now, you know what I mean? Because think about it this way. When you were like 10 years old, yeah? A week was like, what's what's one 520th, but whatever percentage that is, yeah? Mm -hmm. Multiply that by three now, or divide that by three. Like It's almost nothing in the grand scheme of things. A year now, to me, is 3% of my life. When I was 10, yeah. a year was 10% of my life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So just just the way things switch up on you just by being here, bro. Yeah. Are you serious? I used, I used to wait for the I used to wait for the calendar to turn. Like I remember clearly when I was in primary school and I'm writing March in the margins, I was waiting for the chance to start saying April, waiting. And it seemed long. Why you why you want to grow up so quickly? But this is the mistake I made at the time. This is the mistake we all made. We thought there was something to be, you know, to be waiting for. And then all you're waiting for is bills, bro. Trust me, there's nothing waiting here but bills and responsibilities. Yeah, bro, it's it's mad. Nothing here. 
it's nothing here whatsoever <clears throat> but bills and responsibilities so i'm gonna tell my son just stay young for as long as you possibly can and just be happy in it yeah bro tech time and you know it's about time you know we kind of allow kids to be kids you know because i think we're, we're starting to go away from that a little bit but obviously there's realities and stuff like that that you can't avoid but we still have to let kids be kids, bro. And that okay, is the yeah. best times of their lives. So let them mad. Don't be mad at a kid doing what kids do. If you've got your little nephews around the house and they're running around mad, bare energy, being annoying, that's what kids do, bro. Let him do that. Trust me. Because, and here's the thing you want to remember that was you. <laughs> Big man, that was you. So don't even try it, bro. You, you were that same you. Your your olders were like, nah, man, this one's bad, isn't it? Just take them home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true, man. Yeah, bro. so true, man. How's the family, man? Oh. I didn't get to ask you last time. That's my fault. Oh, everyone's blessed, man. We we we're, we're here. We're not. We're not. You know, we're not. Everyone's still, you know, alive, as you were saying, like breathing because of COVID. So. We thank God that everyone is still here and we're still good. So, yeah. Yeah, that's Mom. that's become my standard greeting these days. Someone says, you know, what's going on? What are you saying? I say living and breathing. I'm not complaining because I can't. <laughs> yeah, true. So, just, you know what? The cynical part of me just thinks that just sounds wild. It's just it, it wild. does, I was... but, you know, I think bad as everything's been, my G, we're not living through a world war, bro. It could be different. Hmm. <laughs> very true. I was out getting uh getting my eyes tested today, and things were <clears throat> thing getting back to normal. But like, you know, I think I had a bit of anxiety going to get my eyes tested with so many people around, and when you're going into a small confined space, it's just like people need to back up a little bit. And I was getting a bit nervous, man. But everyone, no, everyone's watching you get your eyes tested. No, it wasn't. It was like I'm, I'm no special, but you know, you know, you're just there, and it was just like people get like a meter uh, uh, sitting next to you, and you're just like move away. You know what I'm saying? This, this is stuck in this generation. It's stuck in our heads, man. Not good. This ain't the country for it, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you live in London as well, it's not the country for it. Mandem yeah, are on you, bro. Yeah, for real. Like it's just, <clears throat> it's just weird. This is why I like my medium to small size city, Manchester, Cardiff, them places there. That is perfect for me, but I do not like people that much. This guy, man. Why? <laughs> yeah, you went to the right places, isn't it? This is what I'm saying. Like you got to plan your life out, my G. Fair enough. Oh. So, everyone good with your side? Mom, dad, mother, sisters? Yeah, everyone's chilling, man. Bank holiday weekend, just had a little barbecue. Okay, uh, yeah, what'd you get up to? Just barbecue and that, yeah? Burn some meat. Don't burn nothing around here, bro. Medium well. Um, bear steak, bear chicken, um, sausages, paws. Uh, <laughs> you still eating pork, bro? Big man. No, 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 no. First of all, first of all. First of all, there will not be a question of my diet on Judgment Day, all right? That's number one. You know that. Huh? No one, no one eats pork, bro. No one eats pork, man. 
You shouldn't be eating all these pork. Pork is not for that. It's not. It's not about that at all, bro. Okay, let's have this conversation. Break it down. I just don't like. So for me personally, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like the taste. It's too much. And 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 I'll say this. As a as a, a we're both black male, black men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the what is the the one thing that is very very high in the black community? Diabetes, cholesterol. There you go. Um, there you go. No, I said the diabetes, one thing though. This bear. <laughs> all right, diabetes, high blood pressure. Salt is a killer. Sodium, natural table salt, that kills you. Absolutely kills you. So. No, with the amount of salt that's in pork, cut that out straight away. I don't, everything's I don't... got context. Everything's got context, right? So yeah, if you're yeah. taking in sodium as a normal person, and you know, we're all normal people, but you know what I'm trying to say, at a certain level, yeah, that's going to kill you. High blood pressure is going to be over for you in a minute. But if you're someone that's losing electrolytes for whatever reasons you're ru- you're running you're exercising you're sweating you need to replace you, those electrolytes are you losing electrolytes coach yes sir okay i'm not saying nothing not 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 to the levels of an anthony joshua of course no i'm not on them levels there but i still need to replace salt in my diet you need to replace sugar in your diet that's your energy right mm-hmm. so i'm not saying you're going to go and back a tablespoon of sugar but uh, on on a certain level, you need to replace these things in your body, so it's not all just bad. All right, Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> I said a spoonful of sugar, but <laughs> Mary Poppins thing, yeah? Yeah, I know some of them guys there, you know. Five what, teaspoons Mary... in their tea. What is going on? Oh, I thought you were going to say you know Mary Poppins and them. <laughs> so where do you know them from? That's a different level of money, bro. <laughs> so what else you been doing in the back holidays? You burning some meat, eating some pork. What else? Uh, yeah, Saturday we had our usual um practice session with the youngsters at the club. They're you know they're moving on nicely. Um, had a oh, nice yeah. conversation with um a prospective partner from the co-op academy. He's really nice. excited about what we can do with each other. So yeah, it was just it's just been a good last few days really. I haven't. I didn't win that competition for that jumper. I'm still waiting for mine. I hope is is was. Just tell me this. Just tell me this. Was the was the jumper embroidered? It wasn't printed, yeah. Embroidered. Oh yeah. Whoever drew that thing's a waste, man. Because I swear, when I entered the competition, I was the only one entering. So I didn't. Bro, there were fifty-seven entries. What you want from man? And then. There were, Bro. there were, that means there were 56 that didn't count. Yes, yeah, I'm saying this is how it goes, bro. This is not the conservative government, my guy. We do not do corruption. Wow. So, just because I know inside man, I don't get nothing. All right, cool. So, we're moving on. So, my bank holiday year was, uh, so they finally finished. So, this is how grown I am now. I'm finishing kitchens and stuff. So, I've got my house back. Mm-hmm. I can actually move around. So, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to have a whole house back. I was just moving stuff around. Um, Man said ready. no deal, DIY. I don't do that, no. I, I'm going to get started, but I don't do DIY now. I pay someone to do it because I'm thankfully, thankfully I'm in that position where I'm able to do that. So, like, just can, can, why, why is the expectation that Mandem can just 
do stuff like what what where does that come from <laughs> this expectation <laughs> there's an expectation um do you know what yeah and that brings me on to something else i was watching i was watching oh, what's it called one thing that my sister sent me it was like uh you ever watch back chat yeah back chat london there was this, there was a one of them called choma and they were doing an experiment. I've seen it. I've seen it. What's, oh. it What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? I don't like even blue remember. something. It's, it's so wild. Choma and her basically. So for for people listening, it's it's like um, you bring your relationship and you come on to this psychiatrist and she just gives you advice on your relationship, isn't it? Bruv, they so were lighting and, each other up. Like. Choma and her boyfriend got on there. Oh my lord, it was so. Wait, are they, are they the still thing. together? Like, no, but so he he was being so rude to the to the um to the psychiatrist, saying, "Well, I'm paying you, so you should you should tell me agree with me." Blah 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 blah. It's like, no, I'm here to ask questions, facilitate all this nonsense. Um, <clears throat> he was just saying that. Because I earn, as a man, I earn the most in the relationship. Choma, Choma, Choma earns significantly less than me. When I come home, there should be food, there should be this, you should be cleaning, you should be this. And I know it's just like, boy, you don't want, you don't want a woman, you want a maid, buff. Like, yeah, like just, just do what they used to do back in the day: hire a maid and beat the help, innit? I don't know, man. Like, if you got that much money and you're so boiling, get a maid and be, like you just said, be done with it. She'll cook, she'll clean, get an ugly maid because you don't want to get into no Arnold Schwarzenegger thing where you're sleeping with the maid, yeah? Or get an ugly one. them guys there. Them ones, you know, or our, 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 our current chief and staff with the with the Boris Johnson or someone else, you know, get a maid. Now, that guy's, that guy's got no standards for his penis, bro. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That that man has no vetting process. <laughs> bro. Is anyone welcome, yeah? Bro, like, how... Like, I've seen someone post this, um, some question time thing that they did back, back in the day, and it was him and Theresa May on the same panel. Um, I'm talking about going back to either early 2000s or late 90s here. Like, that's how long ago it was. And they were talking about, uh, remember when Mad Cow was a thing? Yeah. Now, this this waste man had the nerve, the audacity, because he was on the side of, what are we scared of? Let's just eat the ting, bro, because obviously they're just trying to sell British beef everywhere. <laughs> so he, his, his argument was, there's nothing wrong with it. I feed it to my kids. I immediately, my mind said, which ones? Yeah. <laughs> I think, do you know what? Not He's not... Boris Johnson is a wild, wild guy. Wild, oh, the Prime Minister wild. deadbeat dead. How is that possible? Oh, gosh, you just went, allow it, bro. <laughs> this is a PG program. <laughs> big, big Prime Ministers are deadbeat dead. How do we get there? How did we get to here, bro? We were talking about Choma and her boyfriend. Now we are here, bro. But this, this is oh. this is how it goes. But we we don't we don't have a script. What, so, okay, <laughs> what do you think Choma should do next? That guy needs to get dashed. I'm sorry. 
he's not going to, bro. If we find that, so social media already lit his ass up because of the wildness he was chatting. He was disrespectful to Choma. He was rude to the psychiatrist just because he was. I'm paying for this session. You should, you should do it to me. He was rude. He didn't. That is such. Stuff. Is such an Afghan mentality, bro. Like I'm tired of this shit. I didn't. I don't think it's just. This is not. It's not just Africans, bro. I think it's a male mentality that if I bring in the money, then I should have say over everything that goes. And then no, you don't like, realize there, there, there's a there's a control thing generally amongst a lot of men when it comes to money and stuff like that. But the rest of yeah. it, the yeah, no, you know, that. The, the subservience and stuff like that. That's the big. That's the African part right there. With the with the um with the money side, I did notice that there is a massive thing of control, and I didn't understand as to like he was saying stuff. And this is another thing that I noticed on on the episode is like. He was saying stuff like, um, why do you need to know how much I earn? We, as long as it's get paid, it's fine. Stuff, and I'm just thinking, so you have a single point of failure. If something happens to you and you can't work for two, six, eight months, yeah, what happens? Who's bringing in money? How how do you function? You must have a hell of savings to, to get Your savings money. getting better be on top of the, j- of the charts, like, bro. I, like, I don't understand how it's always... And you say he's African men, but he's always with dudes. Like, whenever it comes to finances, it's like, no, no, I have to keep that to myself. Bruv, if she is your partner, your life partner, you want to be with for the rest of your life, then if you can't trust her, then you need to find another partner, bro. Like, you should be able this to is, trust this her. This is with anything, bro. It's not even about your partner, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever it is. Whoever is in your circle, right? your friends, your brother, sister, your cousins, those people that are close to you, right? You need to be able to want everyone to be on the same level as you. And this is the reason yeah, why. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I can't tolerate a situation where I want to go and do this, and but I have to it. leave you out of it. That is dead. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm saying, yo, let's go to the Maldives yeah. for this summer, and I can't come, finances are tight. Bro, if that is the situation, yeah, I know you. Dead. I've known you my whole life or whatever. Yeah. We're that close. Listen, we'll work something out. Let me hold you down. I know, Listen, I, like the, I get it. You know, you're proud, whatever. Let me hold you down. We'll work it out. If it comes to that. And and yeah, that's the truth. Like, what did Jay say? You're not a millionaire unless you got millionaires around you. Just it was, yeah. I don't know about demos, but in a, in a way, I feel like let's let's use the lottery as an example, right? Mm-hmm. If I was to hit them Euro Millions numbers, a hundred and something, that in my mind means that you don't need to. Uh, obviously your your ambition doesn't die you want to be doing your own things but I'm saying you don't need to I've got it what am I going to do with all this money by myself Charlie (laughs) you know what I mean yeah no I feel you and then the other disrespectful thing that this brother was talking about oh um Saying, oh yeah, Choma was disrespectful as well. 
she was just saying that, oh, um, uh, Paul, that was her boyfriend's name, doesn't have as much Bro. money as the people he's ha- hanging around with. So he's just stunting for no reason and he blows a bag and then we have to suffer for a week, two weeks, a month. And I was like, well, that was disrespectful. They were both But then again, it's facts, bro. What are you doing in the club blowing rent money? <laughs> Man said rent money. That, before that, that you, before be you the... even put on your nice shoes and your nice jacket to be going to the club, a budgeting session must have happened. You know what I'm saying? And do you know what? At the beginning of it, I just thought, I just thought they haven't had a conversation. Communication is very, very, very poor with them because they haven't had a conversation about this. They haven't talked at all. Because if you would have talked, you would have known that that's an issue and you could have resolved it. But they knew. They knew for a fact that they couldn't resolve it on their own because they must have tried at some point and immediately it's a fight, as you could see on the video. Mm. So they, the the point of going on that call with the therapist or whoever she was was not for her to resolve it. She was there as a referee. That's all she was in, in their eyes. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, true. So their issues are literally just we're going to talk about where what we're going to talk about. If we cuss each other out, we cuss each other out. You're just here to be the ref in it. And that's how he took it straight away. Hmm. And to be fair, at first, Chom was trying to use her as a kind of go-between. Then she realized, like, nah, she, no, this is not how it's going. So that's when she started jumping on him, which is fine. If that's how you want to do it, let's do it. But let's be open about it. We ain't got, even if it hits home, it doesn't have to be an insult. You know what I'm saying? Mm. To say, like, you're, you're broke, you're not on your friend's level. Bro, was that necessary? That was not necessary at all, bro. There was no need for her to say any of that. Like, she literally said, man, you are broke. You're not on, you're not on your friend's level. Stop trying to act like them. Because when you come back and you've spent X amount of money at the club, then we are now broke for a month. And I was just like, first of all, she's rude for saying that. Second of all, he's rude for doing that. Yeah, and that, that conversation's dead on arrival because the defences go up. You're not trying to hear nothing else after that point. As soon as you say man's broke, as soon as you say I'm broke, what am I going to listen to you for? Can no, we I'm define broke. broke, by the way, because some people are bugging. No, broke broke is, is very um, subjective. This is what I mean, and I'm, 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 I'm hearing, like, because... You know, because of the kids at the at the basketball club and youngsters like that that I come across. Why the hell should I be hearing someone eighteen years and younger talking about broke? What the because hell do you know about me- money? That's what they that's what they do when they see social media and they see all these things. Yeah, and they see these trainers and they see these holiday and they see these cars. At eighteen now, eighteen year old rappers are getting millions, millions, and they're showing diamond or zirconium whatever kind of diamond it is cubic zirconium or real diamonds on instagram and, and all this feed and then you've all got that on your chest and you've got diamonds and you're, you're watching your ring and everything you've got cars and you've got chicks oh why would i not why would i not yeah but they how, got how, it you how, don't like how old is age? sensible how old is age you can't be in his mid-20s yeah age. Um, with... hang on hang on hang on yeah. One, two, when he goes, maybe 21. When he, yeah, so you're 18, 21, that's nothing. 
when you see as a as as an 18 year old you don't know the difference between you and h you think i should have that no you're the uh, ben 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 let's go back let's rewind the clock put yourself in that situation like, who did we see? Because when we were growing up, some of, who did some, we of, see? some of some of those places we went to, there were some ballers in there, but we knew we were not that. Where? Where? What places? Um, what was the what was the one called next to Oceana? Not Tiger Tiger within the, the man. Yeah, like come on. Tiger man. Tiger, no. You go upstairs, it's a bunch of students, brother. Student night. Who we saw like who did we see? We saw like some uh Cardiff FC players once or twice there. That was it. Like Bro, who do we see there? Those are millionaires. Um, like in every time there was a Wales game, the other team they come in by bottles, bro. I never saw that, or ah, I didn't even know. Okay, maybe you didn't know them guys because you know rugby's not your thing. But I did. I, I, I didn't even notice that. Didn't care. Was not interested in them, man, and what they were doing. I was too busy just running around, vibes in and jamming. I remember clearly your birthday. What was it, your 23rd in London? Oh, no, in London. Oy. Or was it oh. your 24th? I don't know, bro. Was that the one where everyone come down and then come back to my house? Yeah. Bro, that was wild. I'm going to tell on you in a minute, but I digress. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wait, hey, why are you shot firing shots on my own show? Relax, bro. Nah, bro, I remember something you did and you, you actually got cussed out for it by us at the time as well. This, um, isn't, this isn't the Joe Biden podcast, bro. You can't be <laughs> slamming the host. All right, I mean, I'm not slamming you, I'm just opening curtains. <laughs> well, yeah, keep like, the curtains closed. We went, I know, okay, yeah, it was Holborn or Leicester Square, something like that. Leicester Square. No, yeah, it was Leicester Square. Leicester Square. On a budget. You know what I'm saying? We weren't losing our minds. I can't believe it. For what reason? We went to Tiger Tiger in Leicester Square. and I got kicked out because I was way too drunk. And then You were lit like a whole lamp, bro. I saw some girls outside, tried to chat to them, didn't go off because they were gay. And I goes, you girls must be gay in it. And then they just went off, bro. And I was just like, wow, okay. And then so when was friends, Remedy when you said that foolishness? She she came out afterwards and he was just she was just like, Oh yeah, look, I'm sorry about him. He's really, really drunk. I must have said something really, really bad. I don't know, to offend them, and then they just weren't they just weren't. That having was the it, part so. I missed. Cause if anybody could have saved you in that situation, it was her. Yeah, it was her, for real, for real. And she did. And then I just went home. And, and I remember you guys trying to get into my house and you couldn't get in and you were ringing the doorbell at like four o'clock in the morning and all I heard was ring, 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 ring. And then finally I woke up because I was in a drunk state and then everyone comes stamping up the stairs in my little flat in Highbury and people were saying they were going to fart in my mouth and fart on my head. And I remember... Um, who, what was your, your boy's name? Not Rob, not the big dude. Um... Gary, Gary. He saved it, bro, because we were chilling in his car for three hours. Because we did, number one, we didn't know where you were. You did. <laughs> so, why didn't for the you first me? hour, why didn't we? What was your phone looking like? <laughs> we, we spent like a good hour and a half on a manhunt in the middle of central London. How was that going to work? Anyway, we ended up thinking, nah. 
let's go to the yard here because if anything gets sticky, at least he knows where to get home. So now we ring the bell, nothing. I don't know where your sister was, but we ring the bell, nothing. I don't know where my mom and my sister were. I don't know where anyone was. So I, obviously I they cleared the house because they knew that we were coming. They down. weren't. They weren't. They weren't here. They were because that yeah, would so never we, happen. If, we rang the happened. doorbell bare times. We're ringing you. The yeah, number you have called is not available. Like, oh, oh, my phone was off. Yeah, I was gone, bro. Do you know what? I remember I because I had a bunk bed that I used to share with my sister, and I was in the bottom bunk. And I just remember, what's that noise? And then I heard the doorbell. I was like, wow, okay, I need to get up. Someone's ringing the doorbell. Wrong the doorbell. No, you, answered, you, you, you switched on your phone and answered your phone first. Hello? Yo, oh, man, where are you, bro? Where are you? Um, I'm up, you, you already knew where we were at. <laughs> I'm upstairs. Bro, because, you, you know what? Bro. You know why? Do you, do you know why? Because because I could, I could have probably heard you from my room. My room, basically, it's a flat, isn't it? So it's a, a hybrid flat on the corner of Drayton Park, across the road from the Emirates Stadium. So I could I could hear you downstairs. So you are on the obviously you're outside downstairs, and I could hear you from my room. The the the, the windows were thin; it wasn't anything, so I could hear it, and I could you know answer the phone. And I said, "Where are you? Uh, I'm at home. Where are you?" Ah! And then I open the door. It's a buzzer door. I remember, and it opens the door. So you man, your whole you name, man, you know. You man were just banging up the stairs, uh, waking up everyone. Oh, I'm gonna fart in Ben's head. I can't believe this. I was like, oh god, I was so drunk. I was so drunk. Uh, Chris, Chris was mad as shit, bro. I don't understand where everyone. I don't. I don't know where he slept. I don't know where anyone um, slept. I don't know. I don't yeah, know where my parents. That was a sticky one. We we slept in in the lounge eventually, but Chris was meant to go to. What was your other roommate's name from Cardiff? Um, James. Yeah, he was meant to go to his. Not James. No, no, no. The other one. The other one from Vin, the one. Vince. No, I know. So it was Chris, Vince, and oh, um, uh, I can't remember his name. But yeah, he was basically, Chris was meant to go to his, mm. but my man dipped with gal and left him. <laughs> Andy, it was Andrew, it was Andrew, it was Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Andrew was, Andrew was five foot two pump diesel, bro. Like, with his he was, Robert he was so, beard as well. Bro, he was so pump diesel, it was ridiculous. Oh, Andy. My man looked like oh. a fist, you know. Bro, he <laughs> looked like a fist. You guys are mad. Andy was, he was so, he was so wham, so big. So, so check this oh. out, Ben. Let me, let me, let me teach you how to do this segue thing. Oh, here we so go. you said your, your flat was outside hybrid, yeah? So, how do you feel? Yeah, you know. <laughs> How do you feel about the Spotify guy wanting to take over Arsenal and you know, like the whole thing? Really, let's just generally we're going to talk about Spotify for a minute. But I don't know, bro. Like the thing is with the Cronkies, yeah, mm. they know sports because they've got I think two, maybe three franchises in the states in addition to Arsenal, so they understand mm. the sports landscape. 
Um, mm. I get that the Spotify guy Elk is talking about having guys like Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira on his ownership group with him. Um, but it's a little bit different, right? Because they're, they're sports guys. Like, they were ex-players, n- not actually that far removed from playing in the, you know, grand scheme of things, maybe maximum 10 years or so. Yeah. Maximum. And so Henri's already tried his hand at... Um... Uh, uh, coaching and at Monaco flops, but yeah, but even then, even I'll put coaching in the same thing because it's still you're still a sports focused person, yeah. And the running, now, running uh, a sports club is not about sports, no, it's about business, exactly. So, what do these men know about business right now? Well, Elk would be the businessman, isn't it? He's got a multi billion dollar um company in Spotify. So he would be running the business side. And then the football side, you give to them, man, and they run. What's the problem? Who does what? Like, if you have well, Henri, Vieira, and Lundberg, for example, like, who's well, doing you what? Have, you have scouts. You have, and, Lump, and hold on, wait. You forget that Freddie, Freddie Lundberg was, was a coach for Arsenal at one point in time. So you've already got someone who will be able to either help out in the dressing room or help psychology, um, psych, with the psychology of the players. So that's that one. Henri could be, I don't know, director of football who oversees all the football management stuff. You've also got a, ta- a, a scout. But director know, of Edu football, you have is, Edu. Edu's director of football right now. Edu, Edu at, the po- at this point in time, is obviously not doing a good job because look at this position that they're in. So if you want to say director of football, get him out and get someone else in there. I yeah? don't think Arsenal fans, and I include myself in that as an Arsenal fan, but I also remove myself from it when I talk about this. Arsenal fans are not realistic about Arsenal at all. No, I, 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 I say that I about every football club on planet Earth. <laughs> I'm talking specifically about Arsenal because, because we, in recent memory, within our lifetime, Ben, we remember... Arsenal winning Premier Leagues, winning FA Cup mean, games, Champions mean, League in, finals. In our lifetime. But if it wasn't that far removed. I still have, I still remember going to the parade for the FA Cup. I still remember having the the flag for our double win. In, I don't Fact, know we won the was. FA Cup last season. I'm not talking about them ones. I'm talking about the ones where it was Arsenal and Man United. That was it. No, yeah, that, yeah, I remember that. It was the Chelsea didn't was not existent. Like they used to win the Coca Cola Cup once in a while. That was it. Yeah, remember Liverpool Man City was, was Man City was struggling with relegation, bro. Let's not get it twisted. They were Liverpool was dead. Tottenham, man, don't even chat to me, like you know them ones. So because that is so fresh in our memory, we can't reconcile with the fact that. Man City showed up and messed it up. Chelsea showed up and messed it up. Liverpool showed up and messed it up. The levels of investment we're talking about is something you cannot organically compete with. And I don't resent that. All I want in real terms from my football club is entertainment. I switch on the TV to watch sports to be entertained. I'm done being stressed out by man I don't know. So, so someone said it quite, quite eloquently, and he said, "As, as a, as a businessman, you want your business just to be ticking over and just to be kind of like mediocre, because to, to be the best 
and to 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 take over whatever it co- it costs money and to be really really bad it costs money so Stan Kroenke is like I don't want my team to be winning titles all the time doing this that and the other that's not my ambition but also I don't want my team to be at the bottom of relegation think about where Arsenal mm. have been they've just missed out on Champions League football multiple diff- multiple years in the last ten years they're now floating mid table. Um, yeah, but people don't realize how much Arsene Wenger overachieved over the last eight years. Oh my God! Do you know he like, massively think, overachieved in that time of the like his last eight years. People don't realize that. People are talking about oh, we want Wenger out, Wenger out, and he, people are now realizing, coming to realize how good he was at just keeping things going because he. Prote- and it's the he same at that- United. He was the protector of all of this nonsense that happened. That's happening now. All of this, yeah. all of this toxic of toxicity that's coming, as bleeding through into the fans, as bleeding through into the management. You know, Arsene was there, and he was there before Kroenke, so he saw stuff how it's supposed to be. He 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 built in a new a new stadium. What I think was the bad thing is he what Stan Kroenke has basically done is he's erased the soul of Arsenal. And there are Not two... really, because you have to think about it properly, on. right? He's, there's two big factors as to why I think that is true. The first one was moving from Highbury to their new stadium. That was the first thing you did. That, and that was pre Cronky. I'm sorry, that was pre Cronky. That was pre Cronky. Yes, it was. Because um, you have to remember, this was the, the Hillwood, Peter Hillwood, that did that. Well, that was one thing that was done. And the second thing that was done was changing of the badge. I think those two things were big. Same thing, pre cronky into, into ripping the soul out of Arsenal. And well, now I, you I don't can give you a timeline on this, right? Arsenal Stadium, right? Because Highbury was actually Arsenal Stadium. It was just in Highbury. Um, that stadium was not fit for purpose. You're playing Champions League football in a tight, tight, small pitch. That has to be small because you cannot expand the stadium any further. You know that area, obviously. You live there. That's another interesting thing. This is just a side note. Why isn't there a standard size for all pitches in but the Premier League? The thing. But this is the thing. For UEFA competitions, there is a standard size. 105 by 68. Yeah? Feet. Now, feet. In feet, right? Or no. meters. Feet, 105 feet. What? That is a <laughs> basketball court just over. <laughs> meters, right? Or what is it? Yeah. Miles, I don't know what. Me- meters, meters, 105 meters by 68 meters. Now, because Arsenal Stadium was grandfathered in at that time, they got an exemption from UEFA, right? But the condition was if you were to ever upgrade or move stadium, you have to meet the requirements or you won't be allowed to play in that stadium basically i think you might remember at, at one point maybe it was 2000 2001 arsenal played mm-hmm. champions league games at wembley mm. Mm, i don't remember that no yeah absolutely they played champions league games at wembley the old wembley twin towers wembley mm. for that reason but then you know political machinations in the back they got that exemption they weren't the only ones mm-hmm. but yeah it happened I remember Tottenham playing in that in that in, in Wembley. Yeah, the new Wembley. But I'm going back to Twin Towers old school Wembley for when Arsenal did that. 
So, what, what with that you, being the case, what do you think huh? of this? Of of Elk uh, taking Arsenal? <clears throat> I don't know what is going to change because I think in terms of the sporting operation, we're getting there. Because I'm looking at just because of what I do, I look at this a little bit differently. I'm looking at what Arteta is trying to do. Um, what Edu is trying to do. Edu knows he's got financial constraints in the transfer market. So he's going for a certain mode of player. Being able to bring in my guy from Real Madrid, what's his name? On loan. Yeah, this is, this is football. I don't... Yeah, I've, I've forgotten his name already. But being able to bring him in on loan, understanding that Real Madrid have a current international who's surplus to requirements, that's hmm. good. that's good work you know, in his job. And he was an upgrade for our team. And also bringing in Martin Erdegaard, who's the exact same situation from the exact same club. Good business. Also looking to bring him in on a permanent basis. You've got a young enough goalkeeper that you can have him for the next eight to 10 years if you want him. Um, guys like Saka, guys like uh, Falarin um, are going to be around for a long time. So you've got a in the club, uh, Emil Smith Rowe, that you can build around that actually have decent pedigree. Saka. Yeah, Saka's the, Saka's the future of this club. Yeah, he, but he's one of them because you got listen. There's loads of guys. There's the Martinelli. There's the defender at the back. Um, the French kid who Saliba. You know, guys like that. So you've got a core of players that you can Salah. build around. Build around them, yeah, like you just said. <clears throat> when when Obama Young moves on, when Lacazette moves on, when guys like Shaka move on, you can replace parts, but you've got your core. This is what they're focusing on doing right now, but we're too impatient as fans to allow them to do that. Mm. You know, you have to understand this is what happened at Man United. Man United were not, a, didn't have a good sporting infrastructure. They had Sir Alex Ferguson. You understand what I'm saying? He was in control of transfers. He was in control of everything. So when him and his brain trust leaves, mm. you're having to build all of that effectively from scratch. You're having to build a transfer policy because he, him and only him knew how to assess his squad to say, this part needs to be changed for this part. And he almost always got it right at the right time. You know, you know the thing about saying, you know, you'd rather get rid of them a year early than a year late. Look at Yapstam. So, so when it comes to how how do you how, how do you when you have a, a, a very old guard like a like an Arsene, like um, you know, like a like a like an Alex Ferguson, how do you move on from from someone like that? You have to plan it, and you have to build it in in terms of. Okay, Arsene, this contract we're giving you next four years, mm. we're, we're removing the pressure of you have to achieve X, Y, and Z in terms of results because we understand what we're giving you to work with and we understand what we're competing against, right? And to be fair, on a board level, they did give him that space. But the part they missed is now your actual main job other than that is to start building your succession plan. Get people into the club and start um, educating them on your process. Um, if we need 
if you think we need a technical director, director of football, whatever, let's bring that person in and educate him. Your next uh, successor as a head coach, let's get him on your staff right now, whether that's someone that's ready to go now or someone that will be in the next three, four years like Mikel Arteta. Uh, remember, they were sniffing around him at the time before he went to Man City. You know, someone like that, get, get him in and say, let's teach. We're not saying teach him your tactics. Let's teach him your process. This is what I'm doing to identify players. This is what I'm doing to keep this working in the right way, that working in the right way. I usually find that this doesn't work. I usually find that this works. Having that as opposed to just here's your four-year contract, let's win something in the next four years, that's where they started to go wrong. United and Fergie's last year were just so obsessed with winning that title. I think they did win it, but they forgot that, okay, there's a year after this. Mm. And that's where they dropped the ball because, oh, great, we won a title. What's the plan? Mm. Um, okay, they had the plan of bringing in David Moyes, but he was coming in from cold, bro, from cold. Yeah. Didn't know the infrastructure at United. Didn't know the processes at United. Didn't know nothing. And that's the funny thing is that they they built this and said we've been we've been prepping David Moyes for years, and he came in like he hadn't got a clue of what's going on. Yeah, but so they should have looking... made a deal. They should have made a deal with Everton for the last at least because he's an experienced manager. He'd have only maybe needed two years. Get him out of his Everton contract. Get him into United on the staff, even if that means you're paying two head coach salaries. One of them is going to stop very soon. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have to yeah. do it like that. Get, get him into the infrastructure. Get him into, into the boardroom. Get him into these meetings. Get him learning what the hell actually happens at Manchester United because it's not the same as Everton. Hmm. You know, it's planning, bro. It's just everything comes down to planning. They just didn't. You, took, you, I don't, you don't think they did it well enough? No, and the reason I think <laughs> that they might have done the right thing with getting Arteta in is because he was around for the last days of Wenger, so he'd have seen a lot of the things. Um, so in terms of, you know, more technical, tactical stuff, you learned that from Guardiola. But being the captain and spending a lot of time with Wenger when he was at Arsenal, he'd have seen a lot of the things that were being done in the background yeah, at Arsenal. Real. You know, not, 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 not at any other club, at Arsenal. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So that's the important part for me. Oh, man. And then you've got... Um, so they won't... So just to conclude, do you think that Elk will actually buy Arsenal or Kroenke will let, them, let it go? Kroenke's a businessman. If Elk hits him with three billion, bro, because... I think Kroenke understands. He will. He owns the Denver Nuggets, right? You're not selling the Nuggets for three billion. Oh my god! I remember he owns. Uh, what's the other LA Rams as well? Yeah, uh, yeah, LA Rams. They were the St. Louis Rams when he when he bought them. But yeah, the LA now. He like his portfolio is crazy in sports. That's ridiculous. If you've got three, you've got three teams in three. Oh, no, he's got one more. He's got one more. He owns the Blues, St. Louis Blues ice hockey. Oh, so he he's just he's just playing he's playing chess while the rest of us are playing like checkers. I mean, you, you got you, you you got chess money. 
Not like that, boy. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, man. So Not yeah, like he. I, I get that he understands the sports business, but you know, you, you don't build a company like Spotify without getting the right people around you. So maybe you can trust him to do that. Depends on how much of a football fan he is, because if he really is a football fan, he might start interfering. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, we have to see what happens, man. Yeah, I just, I'm letting it happen or whatever. I'm not going to get stressed out about this because what is the point? So what do you think about um, the the protests that have been going on now? I've not seen too many more stupid things in, in football in my own eyes. Because, look... To these guys, it's life, right? Like, this is the biggest thing in their lives. I get it. You know, they think it is. But that being said, your pro- if your problem is with the Glazers, right? And you want your football team to be successful, which is why you feel like you have a problem with the Glazers. Why are you affecting the football team? Because they blocked the team bus in the hotel. You know they did that. Maybe they think they they postponed the game. Yeah. So the Liverpool so, like, United game hours, a couple hours before they actually <laughs> infiltrated the stadium, they went to the Lowry Hotel. So the the, the United spend the night before games in a hotel, even if they're home, mm-hmm. just to you know, mm-hmm. if they want to call it focus, whatever. Okay. But when the team <laughs> bus was leaving the hotel to go to the stadium. They blocked the bus in, so you're disrupting the players. The, the call everything. You get into the stadium. Now you're disrupting the whole game day operation. The one thing that you're saying that you want to work properly, you're affecting negatively. Why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, for real. Like I, I I'm just, I just hope, the, like I've said last week or, or another episode, I just hope they keep the same energy when it comes to racism, isn't it? Never. Never, because, oh, there's a, <laughs> there's a clip I found yesterday from some random small club comedian, right? Um, and he was getting heckled by someone in the crowd over something he said, a joke he just made. And he got mad, like he basically slapped down the mic stand and he was like, the thing is that this is my issue with you white people. He's white, by the way. And he ran down the list. He was like, so in the last six or so minutes, I made fun of the black guy sat right there, made some jokes at the expense. You didn't say nothing. I made a joke about this guy saying he walked all the way from Colombia just to get here. You didn't say nothing about that. I made a joke about them. People sat right there, whatever he said about them. But the second I say something about just making a joke, by the way, the same as I've been doing about everyone else, about um, conservative Americans, now you're offended. And the problem is you didn't see anything offensive in anything else I said until it affected you. That's so you don't saying. care that's, about anything that it, anyone else goes whole, That is the whole thing <clears throat> that I've been saying from the very beginning. No one cares 
about anything that Tillin affects you. Because <clears throat> when people are being racist to these kids, I remember watching an under-21s game, and I remember watching Danny Rose. Remember when Danny Rose went to the Euros or something like this, a World Cup or something? Mm. Oh, he, I remember. And he was, was a Serbia win. <clears throat> He was getting pushed off the field, pushed off the field because he, I think he's like refused to play or something or he refused to carry on or it was the end of the game <clears throat> and he was getting monkey chants at him and he was getting pushed off the field by the Serbian players. And, and I was just thinking, big man, what what is going on? No one said nothing. Sky News reported it. It was done. Just now, the other... Before we even get to someone reporting it, uh, so none of the man them swung? None, no one did nothing. Just a couple months ago, Steven Gerrard, one of his players at Rangers or whatever, got he, he said that he got racially abused and someone, the reporter afterwards goes to, to, goes to Gerrard, what should you do? And his literal reaction was, <sighs> don't know, what, what do I do? I'm like, no, 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 no. If I am, if I am in that dressing room, I'm sticking it on Steven. I'd be like, something, something get, someone gets racially abused. What are we doing? And I'm sticking. I don't know about that. I, I think what we saw doing? two different interviews because that same day, <clears throat> Jerry, he he was going nuts in the interview. Oh, as well. he's not going. He was going nuts because bananas. All of that stuff in when he's doing that for the crowd and and the, the cameras, that's nothing, bro. Let me tell you this right here. People have. There's been so many things where I've seen racial abuse from football players. And I've got friends who have said, oh, but they should be able to handle it. They're footballers. And I'm looking at them like, it's their job. Why should they be able to handle it? That's the one thing. The second thing is, when you go on these pit, when you go on the pitch and you're abused by anything, abused on anything, yeah? And, pe- and, you, and you've agreed and you said, I'm walking off the pitch. And then people are holding you back, preventing you from walking off the pitch. You are the problem right now. Right yeah, now, absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, I won't say in anything because battle rap is a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that's an exception uh, in my mind. I've got a clip you need to watch. This, if I held my mouth, I was like, wow, you, you can't say these things. And I forgot they were just battle rapping. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, the Steven Gerrard, when I saw, maybe you saw a different one, but literally the one I saw because they came at him and said, uh, we heard allegations that you know one of your players assaulted the the the, the other team's player in the tunnel. And Steven Gerrard said, "If that happened, should he not have?" Literally said, "Like if I'm at work with you and you get abused by someone else, if I smack that person, I smack them. That's it. Nothing else to talk about." He literally said that. I'm not surprised. I just don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get, no one, no one, no one, none of these players, no one that's protesting, no one that is all of these sports anchors, no one. They don't care about their fellow man. They care about money. And I don't want to hear no one, not all, all the, the people that I've, that I've chat to on a regular when they said, oh, it, <coughs> All the thing when I was talking about Raheem Sterling when he was getting abused for buying his mum a house and all that, and he was like, "Oh, but he should be able to take it because he's a footballer." And I'm just thinking, "Are you dumb, bruv? 
Because it's seen the conversation with Ian Wright and Alan Shearer on Sky. Um, no, what sometime this weekend. Um, it was they were basically talking about a time when, well, I say a time, one of the times when Ian Wright got um, a DM abusing him. So they were having a conversation around that topic. Mm. So Wrighty asked Shearer, like. Obviously, you played a club like Southampton, Blackburn, Newcastle. You had black teammates, right? When this stuff was going on from the stands, because, you know, you can imagine in the 80s, 90s, what it was like. Did you hear it? And then Shearer sat quiet for like 10 seconds. Like 10 quiet seconds in that kind that of show. That means he, a long he time. did. <clears throat> no, but he was... He, no, he, he, no, he said, listen, here's the thing. Sitting here today with you talking about this, I know I heard it, but I didn't know I heard it at that time. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not listening for it. You're not tuned to it. That's that's understandable, right? Because imagine we're walking through, I don't know, downtown Birmingham, right? Mm. Let's say you're six foot seven, I'm five foot four. Everybody's making short jokes. You're not going to catch them. Mm. You know what I mean? But I'll catch every single one. You know, just That's as that truth. example. But it's the truth. It, it changes if I point out to you, hey, everyone's throwing shade, what's going on? You might start listening for it. Now, your response after that is is where the key lies. You might say, ah, oh, nah, man, ignore it. It's, it's, it's all right. Don't worry about them. Or you might swing on someone. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? But yeah, you're not you're you're not gonna automatically catch it the way I'm not gonna automatically catch it. <clears throat> That's for real. So we, 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 we have to we have to bear that in mind when we're talking about stuff like that, because I think it's absolutely sensible what you say is that obviously sitting there and having that conversation at that moment, he realized that yeah, I guess I did hear it, but as it was happening, I didn't realize that that's what I was hearing. Mm. And that's that's the realest thing. If I think, if you think about, it, if you break it down honestly, think about it. these men crucified David Beckham when he kicked the Argentinian player and when he was on the floor. Absolutely, cru- they were people forget they were burning. Beckham things in the streets, bro. They don't care. And now David Beckham is their savior. If they don't care about David Beckham, big man, what do you think they're going to do to a black player like uh, Trump? They'll, they'll go after anyone. Anyone. Bro, like, but then think about how quickly it changed because it was only, it was less than three years between that kick against Argentina and that kick against Greece. Yeah, true. Two kicks, very different reactions. Only three years time. Trust me, and it was it was just it was just wild that it just went down like that. And yeah, man, I just for me, um, I don't I don't mess with football. I'm just being football's cool is there, but they just no, I mean, I, I separate the sport coach. from the people. But but football man are different, and that's why I, I actually like I respect the hell out of David Beckham as one of the sports superstars. I'm not talking about necessarily the greatest players or whatever, but people who have that tag on them of you have to be a superstar. If you... <laughs> Did you watch that game, by the way? Which one? The Greece one. No. Well, probably when it was on, but I ain't watched it in a while. thing is, I'll never forget it because 
it's the same as if you think about Kevin Love in 2016 um, when the yeah. Cavs won the title. They were the same. They were playing in exactly the same way. No matter what happens today, you are not going to pick up a newspaper tomorrow and read anything close to "I was the reason we lost." No. I am going to make sure of that. That's how he was yeah. playing that day. No Beckham, one is going to be able to say "I was the reason we lost today." If that Beckham happened, ran. He ran. He ran like he was a madman on steroids, bro. He I've was never seen anything neck like it. I've never seen next, anything like it. Was on the next mission. Was on the next I think, mission. Like, he literally played every position. Next mission. He was just everywhere. Everywhere doing everything for everyone. Yeah. He was on it, bro. Obviously, because that, it, whole, bro. that whole season with the Cavs, and because he got injured the finals before the first one against Golden State, Kevin Love was getting so much stick in the, in the regular season. But in that mm-hmm. finals game, he said, no matter what happens today, it's not going to be we lost because of Kevin Love uh, over my dead body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he just wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't having none of it. But I've just said, for me, football is just there. I just don't, uh, you know yeah. what? Do you know what the, fu- you know the funny results, thing is? But I, I'm, I'm not in that yeah, world. So do I. I do, so do I. I just check results, but I'm not, mm, socially, yeah, maybe I'll have a beer or two and jam with them, man, but I'm not in it. And you know what? These, 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 um, these football men, they go, they have to be very, very scared because the day that, um, the day that thing comes, yeah, and people start, people start asking questions like, why are there no black managers? Or they start asking, what there needs to be more black managers and more black owners and more this, more diversity. The day they start doing that, like they're doing in basketball, social justice, all of that stuff, these men are, it's game over for them, bro. It's oh, game done out here. Done. Game done. over. But, but the thing is, you, do you do you not think they know that? All of the, all of, all of, all of the, the thing that they're doing for kick it out and all of that stuff where it's just for face. They're not doing nothing. What are they doing? But we like think it's, about what you're talking about here, and it's it's actually nuts. How many jobs has Roy Hodgson had? Wait, are you telling me Sol Campbell can't get a job, bro? One. You're telling One. me Sol Campbell can't get a job? Because I've been sat here trying know. to think. Okay, Chris Hughton, right? Was he the last one? Yeah. In the Premier League, before no, him, there's it one... was. You can look at it now, bro. Because Black between um, what I don't even know what year was that maybe two thousand one Jean Tigana and Fulham hmm. between him and the next guy how many how long was it how many different managers got replaced at all these different clubs I'm telling you're you, telling bro. me like Jean okay I thought he was good at the time of course not necessarily world class or anything like that but he. He got them into the Premier League and kept them there, right? Yeah. You're telling me you couldn't find another one anywhere. Well, I'm looking at the list managers that have managed. I don't know when this article was written. This is last year. Managers that have managed, black managers that have managed in the Premier League. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's disgusting. Nine. In how many years has the Premier League been alive? Name them. Uh, the first one is Rude Hullet. Mm-hmm. Chris Hewton. 
yeah. caretaker at Tottenham, then Newcastle, Norwich City, but Brighton full time. Brighton. Yeah, yeah. Um Jean Tigana. Tig- Jean Tigana, that's what I was just talking about. Paul Ince was at Blackburn Rovers, Darren Moore, West Brom, Terry Connor, Wolves, Caretaker. He wasn't even he wasn't even hired. Um Don't tell me Nuna. Chris Powell's on that list then. Uh, Chris Powell's not there now. Oh, because he was a caretaker at Charlton for like a game. <laughs> Nuno Santo at Wolves, um, Hayden Millens at, at Watford, and Chris Ramsey at Queensborough Rangers. These Hayden Mullins was a caretaker as well. Yeah, at Watford. Yeah, he was a caretaker, so he wasn't even hired. He was just he just took over. The, the only one that I, I for me is Rude Hullet at Chelsea and Newcastle. That's the one that I remember. But I, I, I remember Hollett, I remember Hewton, I remember Tigona. That's it. I remember Incy taking over um, Rovers. But, I honestly boy, don't remember him at Blackburn Rovers. I do. It's that just will a, me, but... I'm telling you, like, when the Premier League get into this, when people start opening their eyes, and I'm just going to I'm gonna start sticking on people. I'm just going to start sticking on people. It's going to be like Paul Rooney commission like they have in the NFL. I'm telling you right now, I'm just going to be like, so why are there no black black managers in the Premier League? Tell me that one. Uh, Tell me, but the, an, the answer's yeah. easy, though. The answer's easy. Who's doing the hiring? Oh, there you go. If you've got people in positions, you're telling me, you because what, what people then will say, oh, but there isn't... You, they don't get hired because they're not good enough. Okay, you have just said to me that you think this manager and this club is rubbish. So why can you not go get Sol Campbell to give him a chance? Mm. Mm. But you, but you, but you'd rather give this brother. I'm not saying Sol Campbell should get it just because he's black. I'm saying he's just an example. Like, he's just an example. It's just an example. Let me tell you this right now. Uh, uh, Stephen Gerrard, no experience, got the Rangers job. Mikel Arteta was only a he was he was a captain under Wenger and then he was a, a like a a back or I don't know he was assistant captain, assistant manager assistant, at Man City assistant at Man City um, who's the other who's the other brother that was at Chelsea Frank Lampard Frank Lampard oh my goodness zero zero coaching experience but let, let's let's that's the one that bugged Chelsea. me right because you can say um potentially he can never. Ever in your Derby, life, say, can can we say he succeeded at Derby? Can we say that? Bro, shut, bro, shut no, no. He didn't no, because no. they failed to get promoted, right? No, he didn't. And then what is it? What is it? You you, you don't even have someone. Thierry Henry had to go over to Monaco, where he, he he started at Monaco. So he went he went to Monaco to go get it to go get his 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 coaching stuff and his managerial stuff. But then you have Frank Lampard, who just walks in to the flipping, walks into the top job at Chelsea. Top job. That's like that's literally like Thierry Henry going, "Yeah, I'll go and take uh, PSG." Imagine your French, first French job team. being at a Fortune 500 company. PSG. I'll just play. I'll just play at PSG. Man. I'll just coach. I'll just coach PSG, <laughs> and you'll just be like, "What?" Nah. What? Because I think it it starts with the whole thing from when they're players, actually, before you even get to when they're managers. Because think about it. His his dad. What do you what do you hear the most? Well, his his so his dad or his uncle was Harry Redknapp. 
something like this. His uncle. It must be his uncle, Harry Redknapp. His uh, cousin Harry is his uncle. His dad was a former player. His cousin was England captain. His Jamie, Jamie Redknapp is his cousin. So the whole family's in football. So yeah, but I'm saying the the framing, like, and I know it's. I don't like hearing this in the media, but this is true. Patrick Vieira, they'll describe him as powerful, athletic. Can you say that there's many pitches Patrick Vieira was on that he wasn't the most intelligent player on there? Trust me. Saul Campbell, do you think that man was not an intelligent defender? Do you think Rio Ferdinand was not an intelligent defender? You think they? Why you think it, he why, just ran? That's another one. Why isn't Rio doing it? Why isn't Rio becoming a manager? He may not I, want I, to. Whether he's interested or not, I'm just saying, but has anyone ever spoken of him as being an intelligent player? Never. Like because because they'll speak of John Terry being an intelligent defender, right? But Rio was part of that England of, team for longer than John Terry was. Why was John Terry uh, captain? Paul Scholes as as um as an intelligent player. It's the narrative. Wait, it's all of the narrative. The, you know the Paul Scholes thing. Was he ever better than Paul Ince? Who scores as a player? I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. To me, I don't know. If we're talking basketball, then let's get into this. But for me, football is them man there. Because I, I, I question it. You know this thing of post goals, most common. Shut up, blood. Like Ryan Giggs, no. <laughs> like, and we're not even talking about him being a creep or nothing like that. I think he was overrated as a player. Wow, well, he must have hurt you when he hit. He banged in top bins against David Seaman in the FA Cup, bro. Oh, of course, that pissed me off, but I'm saying, right, take that out, right? Take that out, that moment right there. What do you remember from Ryan Giggs' career? That's the only thing, bro. I remember I remember crying. I remember crying, and I think that's what set it off and be like... Yeah, and yeah, I'm not even just talking to you. I'm talking to the people listening as well, if you're a football fan, whatever. What do you remember from that, Ryan Giggs' yeah. career? He filled a spot for United, yeah? He filled that that's spot. Cold, bro. They didn't feel yeah, like they cold. needed to replace him, you know, because he wasn't a minus. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't a minus, but they didn't feel the need to go and spend money to replace him. Andre yeah, Konchalkis was there for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Before him at that same position at United. Now, when you speak of United wingers, the first person that pops into my mind is David Beckham and then Cristiano yeah, Ronaldo. You know and what I'm saying? And then I might think about yeah. Ryan Giggs. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, think about those, you know, those late 90s, early 2000s United teams. We're talking about Roy mm. Keane. We're talking about Ruth Van Nistelrooy. We're talking about David Beckham. We're talking eventually about Cristiano Ronaldo, Rio Ferdinand, Yapstam for a short while. You don't really start to get to gigs until much later. And hey, you're really sharing your many side, boy. They must, they must run, they must, do they teach, uh, <laughs> do they teach Man United uh, football in school, bro? Look, I, I, I just do. have powers of retention, bro. Like, ask me about another football club, I'll run it down. Um, ask me about another basketball club, I'll run it down. It's just the way my memory works is mad, it's mad, it's mad. Um, but yeah, it's just, we, we, we have, you know, you know how it goes. The older you get. Bro, I used to cross three mountains, swim seven rivers to get to school. You know, you know how it gets. You start embellishing a little bit. 
because that's a moment in that you know like for I use Michael J- Michael Jordan as the perfect example. The reason people are so emotional about the Michael Jordan is the goat discussion is because he was the best player when life started making sense for them. <laughs> that's the truth, man. Think that's about you I'm know the, the the guys who are you know hardcore, hard, hardcore. The ones who stayed up late to watch the last dance, like it wasn't on demand. You know, <laughs> them kind of people. When they were growing up in the 80s and 90s, you know, life is just beginning to make sense. There's this new thing you can watch live called the NBA because it wasn't live before. It was like on tape delay. So now you're getting to... Thing is, huh. you, you the thing is, them men were the people that you had to be at the TV when the program was actually playing. Like there was no recording. It was just, yeah. what time is it started there? And that's why. That was the first time that this was happening for the NBA in their, you know, in their come-up years, as, as you might want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now you're thinking you're, you're, you're actually experiencing the NBA as it's happening, and there's this guy, Michael Jordan. He's going but, to need no. something in your life, bro. So, no, but let's put it into context. MJ meant a lot because if you think about the, you know, the, I don't know if it's Darwin's or whoever's thing of evolution where you have the different the different uh, people first crawling, the, the crawling, then uh, on, on their knees and then walking and blah, blah, blah. Michael Jordan is basically the man on, in that evolutionary chart where he's standing up straight. Michael change the game for, whoa, whoa, for whoa, 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 whoa. Michael changed the game and he was re- he was very instrumental they basically built they, they practically built what's his name uh, David Stern um, he built the NBA around Michael Jordan he was the face yeah, of but the but league that's what I'm saying because it was all years. about timing right it was all about timing had that He's happened t- as Magic Johnson was coming yeah, you, up. Yeah, you still had what? Magic Johnson. You still had Larry no, Bird. No, but was listen, coming Ma- Magic Johnson you was still on the way out. Charles, you still had Charles Barkley. You still had Patrick Ewing. You still had these players that were there. And MJ, he had the look. He had the appeal. He had the good smile. He had the athleticism. He had the intelligence. He was just the perfect package for you. He was a vessel for you to At present. At the right time. Fine. But the, he, it's not like he didn't have competition because you still had Isaiah Thomas, who might not have no, been. No, no, but, but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not. This is what I'm saying. I'm not discrediting him, but I'm saying the timing was perfect for him because all those things you described about him, had that been in 1979 when things were really starting to get good for the NBA, We'd be oh, talking no, about no, Magic no. Johnson in that fashion. Yeah, yeah, or no, no. in a different I, I time, we'd have been talking about Julius Irving in that way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, I agree. So, so the, yeah, the, the, the timing, timing was, was right. Like, so this is what I mean. Like, <sighs> how many players have played in the NBA for us to sit here and say Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time? Bro, Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50 in a Raz Cloud season. No, no, no. What do you mean? What's his, what's his name? Bill Bill, um, Bill, Russell. Bill Russell has eleven rings, but you still have Michael. So let's not even go. Let's not even go too far and say Bill Russell because you know that's like the nuke. 
If you want to talk about rings, Robert Ori hey, has no, more rings than Michael Jones. I was Jones. just, I was just about to say Robert Ori. It, but, oh no, but Michael Jones six and zero. No, Robert Ori is seven and zero. No losses, no losses. He's seven and zero. So what are you really talking about? Well, they'll argue that Robert Ori wasn't the main man and the reason why they won most of those games. That's what they'll say. Even though he hit big shot after he just, big shot for. He just happened to be a guy on seven different championship teams that they felt that seven championship teams felt that they needed Robert Ori on their roster. Well, there you go. That never lost, by the way, with him on the roster. Experience, isn't it? You can make an argument for anything. Yeah, I'm saying like I'm I'm way too practiced in this um, conversation for anyone to ever refer to rings. (laughs) I'm sorry. One, we talking about the greatest. No, go, 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 go. Uh, I was actually about to touch on the greatest of all time conversation, right? No, 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 not not getting into it. Don't, 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 because we'll be here all night, bro. No, I'm not having the conversation, but I'm just going to break down how the conversation goes. Go, 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 go. What matters to you about basketball? That's the truth. The best thing that you said is it is. when 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 things start to mean when life starts to make sense, that's when whoever whoever it is at that point in time, whether it be Jay Z and music or Nas or whoever, you know these kids will be like, oh, it's the baby or it's I don't know whoever they got now. I don't even know. Bro. Tion Wayne's. This is what I mean, bro. Think about it. When, You've got a kid, sixteen, seventeen sense. years old. Why yeah. the hell yeah. do they care about Jay Z? Why should yeah, they care about Jay Z? Why should they, bro? But he never bothered not to know Jay-Z tracks. <clears throat> when life starts to make sense, that's when you start coming through and be like, yeah, this is what, this is, what like, this is who's the best I'm, is. I'm not going to say why, but I remember something you told me and I'm going to refer to it, right? If, if you know, you know. If you don't know, I don't know for you. One song that's always going to mean something to you, there's one LL Cool J track. <laughs> You, I'm not. You already know what I'm talking about, right? Mm, keep going. Um, I think it's if I remember correctly, it's "Love You Better." Mm-hmm. That's one. And for yes. a similar reason, another song that means a lot to you is "I Love You, Dizzy Rascal." Yeah, those are two things that you know. They, now there's they, uh, there's specific, but there's specific reasons that. I happen to know about why those songs mean something to you, right? And then, and as you go on later in life, as you go on later in life, you understand. I mean, you have different things that mean different moments. So for me now, another major song. What's that? What's that song with um, uh, uh, Sway Lee and uh, French Montana? I heard Unforgettable. Girl, that one. Now that yeah. song now means a lot to me now. Because that reminds me of my honeymoon in St. Lucia with my wife. So there were different, mm, big different man. stages. There were different stages. St. And, Lucia, you know, though? <laughs> let's move on, bro. Hey, <laughs> la- last last one last one for tonight. Last one for today. I want to talk to you about would you have you have you listened to the to the um the Joe Biden podcast coming back? No, no. Okay. We can't, we can't talk about that because you ain't got an opinion on it, bro. All right. You never know. But um, 
But what I, I can't remember. Last time did we talk about Steve Harvey or not? Yeah, we did. 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 You need to put up a poll about that, you know. <laughs> I think I uh, no. Did I? No, I didn't. I need to do that. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. What about the poly polyamory? Did I send that to you? The polyamory. Yeah, you did. You did. Now it's funny because I think I I can't remember if I said it to you on the phone, right? Because of of the podcast, the reason it made sense was because of the people having the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's not the message; it's the messengers. Mm. Willow Smith has a brother that is not from both her parents right hold on wait what what oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Trey, just Trey from, Smith from a dad from the dad I thought even Jada I was like wait what no no no, 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 dad, no, no, no. relax yeah. relax relax from, although from a different you know. yeah from a different relationship yeah go 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 yeah and within the last year there was a huge controversy about how her mum was moving in these streets Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way you say that but the thing is obviously in their house that wasn't a controversy yeah to us it was Bro. that wasn't their arrangement they you know so if this is what Willow has been growing up around why would it seem like an outlandish thing for her to say I'm polyamorous? Her mom is polyamorous. Whether she describes herself as that or not, imagine any other situation where you can sit down with black woman and tell them I'm polyamorous, mom, and your head is not getting spun off your shoulders. Do you know what? The grandmother is the realest one on that table. Yeah, grandmother came out and said, you're just trying to fuck. This is truth. Willow goes, have you never been in a group and wanted to love everyone platonically? And the grandmother goes, no. And I was just, I sat there and I watched it and I was like, I think, no. Nobody messes with everyone. I don't like everyone. I'm not meant to like everyone. I have, when you get older, like when when you're Willow's age, you want to know everyone. I remember being in college, university, I want to know everyone. When you get to 30 or 40, I've never been like that, bro. I've, I've I can't always do. Been. I don't have the energy. I, I no. I'm saying I've never had the. I've never been like to the point where I feel like I need to be liked or around everyone. No, no, I'm no. I never said selective. like. I never said like. I said I need to know everyone, so I know everyone, so I I know them. But yeah, Willow's Willow's just like. Have you never been in a group and wanted to like love everyone? It's like no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Do you know why? Do you know why? And I've clocked, I've clocked. You said it. You said it. Them managers swingers. That's the first thing. They swing for the fence and that's cool. Do your thing. I don't care. Whoever. The second thing is Willow and all of the people. Did you notice that all of the guests that they brought in were under, they must have been under Faye. They must have been under Faye. Do you know why? Because they got time on their hands. Let me tell you this right now. 
when you've got bills to pay and you have to work out how you're getting money in to keep a roof over your head and you need to get food and electricity and heating and you need your bed sheets. You are you not interested of going on Facebook talking your business, bro. When you need to, when you've got a baby and you have to make sure the baby is okay and you have to make sure your partner is okay and her feelings, how you how you educating the baby, is the baby growing up, how you pay for this bill, how you pay for that. You think man has time to be thinking about, oh, maybe I should go outside and go and love someone. Big man, I've got enough troubles inside my house here. Why do I want to go out and cause more trouble outside in there? That's the first thing. Here's Second the thing, thing about is, being grown, I, right? It's simple. You have, if you have a girl or a man at home, yeah, that girl or man, man or woman at home, is giving you pleasure and pain. Let me tell you this right now. Why do you want to duplicate the pain that you have in here and you want to duplicate it outside? I don't have time. There's, there's not it, it's time. really this simple. Just just watch how I break it down for you to, you know, this is going to be so simple. Right. Uh, both you. you have, do you have Indian takeaway? Yeah. <laughs> oh my what God. do you get? What do you get? Uh, I get a uh, tandoori chicken. I love the tandoori chicken. And then I get a uh, uh, Peshwari naan and, and uh, chicken biryani. Right. You ever get Chinese? Sometimes, not often. What do you get? Uh, vegetable spring rolls. I might get some special fried rice, no pork, all vegetables. And then, I don't know, some compound, I don't know, compound chicken. I don't know, something. What do you get from Nando's? Well, half chicken, chips, rice, uh, and then some um, cider water. Right, so you see what I just did, right? Mm. You know what you like. Yeah, hundred percent. There's no, especially for Nando's. There's no messing around. Half chicken, medium to hot, uh, rice, chips, water. Done. There's, I don't. I'm At not, I'm this not, I'm, stage I don't love in your life, you know what That's, you like. There's no messing around when it comes to Nando's. You could have just stopped at Nando's, bro. When it comes to Nando's, yeah, with chicken, with that, yeah, I don't love the whole menu. There's, the menu's not there to be loved. Yeah, exactly. I like what I like. End of discussion. Right. So when I go in to Nando's or to the Indian takeaway or to the Chinese takeaway, don't recommend me nothing. I came in here <laughs> with a plan, bro. I came in here with a plan already. My order at the Indian is really simple. Give me a chicken biryani with a chicken pakora. Chicken biryani with dansak sauce, by the way, with a chicken pakora, and let me have some poppadoms. <laughs> Chinese takeaway, really easy. Uh, <laughs> uh, sesame chicken toast. I don't do the prawn thing. It's just not for me. Egg fried rice, crispy shredded beef, hot. Oh, do you want? No, boss, man. I told you what I want. You know the funny thing? Man said, don't recommend me nothing. I came in here, I came in here with a plan. <laughs> oh. Is that not how you buy clothes? For, for real. Bro. 
but no, clothes are a bit different because sometimes I just like to peruse. Like today I went, after I did the eye appointment, I went to town, I went to just peruse. No intention of buying a damn thing, just perusing. Yeah, but, but bro, might... that's not what I'm talking about. You leave the house in your Volvo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm buying a jacket today. You know the jacket you want before yeah, you yeah, yeah. I've, I've already, I've seen I've seen it online about six times already. I know exactly. You're not price going out it. saying, let me go find the jacket. No, let me go and get the jacket I want. That's, this is how you live life at a certain point. I'm not going to be like, new people will come into your life, but a certain type of person you're just going to mess with off the bat. Mm. I'm not at the point right now where I'm still trying to grow with people. Come on, man. Who's got the time? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you. We're not having sleepovers to get to know each other better, big man, bro. If you be over here, I'm un- over here. We're chilling. These under 30s just have too much time, bro. They're trying to... F- they're, they're, you're at the stage where you're trying to figure stuff out. Trying to figure it out. If we're not cool immediately, we'll be okay for the rest of our lives. A hundred percent. I don't need to be your friend. If it, I'm already, I'm already on the on on the motorway. I'm already cruising at whatever speed I'm at. If you happen to catch up to my speed and we're in the same lane, then cool, we could ride. But man's not trying to pick up any new passengers. You're just weighing me down, bro. This is what I'm saying, bro. Getting where you fit, you know. We'll just keep it moving. I let on when I see, hey, you good, bro? Cool, cool, cool. I'm not even really waiting for the answer when I say you're good. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not down. I'm not down with Willow. Willow was just Willow. Aye, Willow was bro, Willow aye. was being Willow. She was just um, she was just being a bit like she was being a twenty-something-year-old, didn't it? Yeah, and the thing is, you can afford to want to be adventurous because they didn't you know there was nothing deprived in their life, bro. No, but even the the guests that they brought on, I just thought, and this was wild as well, they brought on black women as well, and it was like, yeah, I'm polyamorous. Um, I'm, I meet with his wife. I'm just thinking, big man, you want me to bring you to home to my wife, bro? Yeah, but Jeez, at the same I'm time, bro. you know, they're they, they just putting new names on old shit. This is literally just a swingers club. You want to beat everyone in the crew. <laughs> Call it what it is, bro. Just put the keys, just put the car keys in a bowl and, you know, fish one out. You, that's how you're going to do it. Because you, you're literally saying, I don't mind who I beat, I just want to beat. You're just putting new names on old stuff. Wow. That is it not literally just a swingers club that she described? Because she said, in my friend group, so she was specific. So you and your friend group is a swingers club. That is funny, man. New name of old stuff. That's the title of the podcast, bro. New name. <laughs> bro, how greedy do you need to be, bro? That's what I'm saying. That's the, That was my first comment. I was just like, maybe someone can come onto the podcast and explain this to me because I don't understand it. No, but, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't come on here talking about it if you're not that. Because I have my perspective on it that is from the outside. I don't need another outside perspective. So if you're living that life, holler. 
nobody else. But if, but if, but if they're not, then you don't want to know. So how are you going to give me an outside perspective? I've got an outside perspective. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. That's not what I need. Hmm. I am not going to talk about being a transgender person with another guy. I'm not going to talk about that with you. For what? I'm not going to learn nothing about it from you. Let's find yeah. us a transgender person that's going to school me where I'm wrong, where I'm right, where I need to be better informed. Help me understand this because that's the only... You wake up every day doing one thing, just trying to understand life. You want to understand why the hell that guy didn't indicate when he turned at that light, your daughter blood blood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Them ones there. That's all yeah. you're trying to do when you wake up in the morning is understand life. So if I want to understand life, I'm going to the source. If I want to listen no, yeah. to someone talk about football, I'm my hair, my football man. Why would I go to the hockey don? <laughs> So, no, like no, I no. said, if if you if you live that life, you're the person to talk to. The rest of you, but just kick back and learn with the rest of us, innit? No, for real. I uh, know that makes total sense, man. Absolute sense. Absolute sense. Wow. Hopefully, we can we can get someone on and just learn something from this, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing, don't be afraid to be combative, right? Because if you need to, like, push back on something, I believe you have to. If this is yeah. you schooling me, you have to be combative in a situation where it calls for it. Because some people want to have the nice conversation all the time, right? You know, just mm, head nodding, yeah, mm, yeah, mm, mm. Like what was <laughs> happening in that Willow Smith conversation. If I'm on something That's... wild or I'm just off base, you have to get on to me about it and don't be ambiguous about it. Like, we, we have to learn how to do that again because this is how life used to be. Yeah. Remember, you, you used, we used to be, you know, either your house or my house playing FIFA or something, talking, and then someone would say something, wow, but will you be stupid, blood, you idiot? Where did that go? <laughs> I don't know how these men get around now. Where did that go? You know the worst the oh, the worst sentence in the in the English language right now, in my opinion. I just said it. In my opinion, so what? So yeah. what? Who the hell said my opinion matters worth a damn to anybody but me? Mm. So I'm allowed to have an opinion, but you can't have an opinion on my opinion. This thing is like a Jenga tower, bro. There's layers on top of layers. I have my opinion. You yeah. have your opinion about my opinion. Someone's going to have your their opinion on your opinion on my opinion. It's just going to keep carrying on. So I can't be defensive yeah, about my opinion. I can defend my opinion. I can't be defensive about it. Mm. It's an opinion. It doesn't need to be argued about. It's just what my perspective. Yeah. No, I, it does need to be argued about. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It does need to be argued about. But me having an opinion is not sacred because my opinion might be a bunch of nonsense but if you come with an opinion even if it's wrong and you but you've considered it like weighed this side against that side i'm trying to get to a place of understanding with it you might be completely wrong in the same way i'm completely wrong how am i going to have a problem with you disagreeing with me because 
by just having my opinion, whether you said yours or not, disagrees with yours if it's different. So why can't you say what you think? Oh, yeah. We're just scared of disagreeing with each other now, bro. Disagree with me if you want. That's the thing. I think what happens is when you disagree with someone, they automatically call you a hater. No, no, no it's not. It's not that. You, you, you know the thing about why people are scared of people disagreeing with them is because they cannot explain their position. So that's what they don't yeah, want. No, yeah. That's what they don't want. Because like you see me on Twitter going at people's necks. I've seen, I listen, and I see and I watch. So when I do that, it's only after I've seen what you said and I'm like, let me dig down on this. What are you thinking here? Because you, 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 you check people's profile and everything. It's 280 characters. You're not going to get a thought out in 280 characters, right? So if you say Man United are the worst club in the world right now, why you say that? That, that, that? That's how it always starts. Why did you say that? Yeah. Your next answer is going to tell me one of three things. A, I'm an emotional United fan. I had a bad day. There was a bad result. I'm mad. I'm pissed. Whatever. Yeah? That's part. That's mm. one of the things you could tell me. No matter, you know, what you actually say will tell me that. The second thing you could actually tell me is that I'm just trying to start a conversation with other United fans about how pissed off we are. Okay. Mm. The third part is I actually think we're that bad. <laughs> now, the third part is the part I'm interested in. Why do you think that? How did you get there? Yeah. You know, because let, 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 let's let's ask a Sheffield United fan what they think about what you just said. You know what I mean? Exactly. They'd love to be in your position. Yeah. You know, so so that's 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 the thing about having these conversations on social media. I just want people to think about why they think. We're, we're too busy feeling, bro. We're not thinking. Go go go! Watch the the Joe Butter podcast, and when we come back again, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have chat. I'll, I'll try and get through it, but Joe Button pierces me off though. <laughs> All right, just watch this one. Watch this one where Rory and Mo come back, and then we're gonna talk about. Oh snap! Rory's back. That's what I'm saying. Go watch it, and then come chat to me. This is gonna be interesting, right? All right, I'll do that. I'll do that for sure. <laughs> all right that's what, that's what we've got time for today i want to thank you for listening my guy greg that's my brother greg yes, i appreciate sir. it once again this, this is going to be regular man don't worry about it you're going to have his wild comments coming back already so <clears throat> you know as we say this is another one thank you for tuning in for friday night lights i think that's going to be the name of this series i'm going to pop it off appreciate it same back Peace. time same back channel Ah, uh, no, no, no. That's for Mama Felicia and Jay Bobby. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got one for you. I got one for you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, guys. It might not be here when you want it, but it's always here when you need it. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's sick, man. I'll see you. I speak to you again soon. God bless you, people, Peace. man.